Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga. It's me, Gianna Marie Gambino, and I will be joined by my lovely friend and co-host and business partner, Bradshaw Wish, in just a moment, and we have a special guest that I'm going to get to in a second. Before we get to the episode, and it's a really good one, so stay tuned, I just want to share a few announcements, and this is brand new, like hot off the press you're never going to believe it. (laughs) So we are going to Nicaragua for a 200 hour yoga teacher training. You know that one by now, but there are two spots left. So March 2nd through the 10th, if you're looking to become a yoga teacher, look at our website, check it out. We'd love to have you join us, but here's the new news. We just announced a yoga retreat to Joshua Tree. We do this every single year. It sells out usually very, very fast, but this announcement that you're hearing right now is the first time that I'm mentioning it. So that means we have spots. So check it out. It's on our website, but it's a hidden page because again, I have a lot of people that I like am inviting. I'm not making it totally public. If you're listening to this, go to kayayogaschool.com slash JT. So it's a hidden page and it'll be public maybe in a week or so. Okay. Now let me tell you about what's going on in the podcast today. We have on Ashley McDougall, who I met early on in the pandemic in a virtual workshop or training of some sort. And I've been following her online ever since. And we share a sense of humor in the reels and the memes and all the things she posts. I just knew that I wanted to have her on the podcast, not just because of her great sense of humor, but because she has a unique experience living with cystic fibrosis. She's a studio owner and a longtime yoga practitioner. In this episode, we talk about everything from health stuff to studio management to what to do if a teacher doesn't show up or is a no-show and how to handle growth in the career. So there's something for everyone in this episode. If you're someone struggling with your practice, an injury or health concern, if you're a yoga teacher thinking about what's next and how to grow your career, if you're a studio owner, how do you manage certain situations? You will not be disappointed. Let's get right to it. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy. Hey, Ashley, thanks for being on the podcast. Welcome. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. We are, you know, we just had some pre-chat, but we're already like bringing out the funny stories. I just want to say that. So I'm excited to hear yours. I didn't hear it, (laughs) but I just know that we're going to have a lot to talk about. So I just want to start with really foundational. Um, Can you tell our audience like, a little bit about who you are and how you got into yoga and what your relationship with yoga is like now. Yeah. Um, so I have been teaching, I always freeze. It's like one of those moments of like, Oh no, I'm getting older. Um, I've been teaching 11, 12 years now. Um, and I, I love it. I have done, 
Um, a thousand hours with my teacher, Janet Stone. I've done a um, hundred and something with my other teacher, Jason Crandall. I have done a plethora of trainings and stuff. And the reason why like, I'm so dedicated to learning about particularly my body is I started practicing yoga when I was like in my early 20s. Um, and I was born with a disease called cystic fibrosis. Um, so it's a genetic lung disease. And my life expectancy was 18 when I was born. And I'm turning 34 next month. So like, there, that comes like with a heavy load. And I found, you know, a movement practice and a breath based practice. And I was like, I have no fucking clue, like, what I'm doing. I'm so disconnected with my body. I love this. Um, and I want to spend like the rest of my life learning how to be comfortable in my body, which is often very uncomfortable. Um, and from that space of like deep knowing of myself kind of emanate outward and hopefully through the ripple effect, help other people feel connected to their body. Um, mm -hmm. And nowadays I co-own a studio here in Tucson, which is a labor of love and I, I love it so much. Um, so I own a studio. I only really teach twice a week now. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I'm still in that same space as I was, you know, when I was in my early twenties of like, how can I learn to be in my body? Like sometimes I'll remember mm -hmm. and then sometimes I forget and um, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that, Ashley. Um, I wanted to ask if you're comfortable with it a little bit more about your experience with CF as something that affects the lungs and yoga as a breathing practice. If there's been support within the practice that you found or maybe how your life or embodied experience changed after practicing yoga. Yeah, that's a that right there is the million dollar question. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, I feel like a lot of yoga teachers and a lot of people in this community are like, if you breathe correctly, like it's going to change your life, like, yeah. you can heal anything. And I actually have not found that. Mm -hmm. um, as I have gotten older, my lungs have, it has gotten harder mm. with my lungs. Like um, I mentioned earlier, I was really sick earlier this year. Um, and I unfortunately, um, developed a pro pretty severe progression in my lung disease. And, um, now full transparency when I'm speaking or like doing anything, I now have holes in my lungs, like copious amounts of literal holes in my lungs. And it's really interesting continuing to do a breath based practice because mm -hmm. sometimes my lungs feel okay. And sometimes when I practice now, I can feel honestly, like the weight of that, like physically and mentally and spiritually in that. Mm -hmm. And I will not lie and say that like, oh, yoga makes it so much easier. No, mm -hmm. it is one of the hardest things that I continuously choose to do of like honoring and acknowledging like what it feels like to have you know, 34 year old lungs when my life expectancy was 18, like mm. shit happens. Um, but what I have found instead, instead of like healing or relief or any of that is I am now better at navigating, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Mm. And that to me is everything. It is, it's the mm. reason why I practice of like, I don't come to the yoga mat 
to gain, you know, flexibility and to like, I don't know, do the poses. Mm -hmm. I come to my yoga mat in hopes that if I can be uncomfortable on my yoga mat in like a very safe container, that when I am off my yoga mat and I'm dealing with some very heavy things or, you know, like life happens or like road rage, like everyone deals with road rage. That like, well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people. <laughs> road rage. I deal with road rage. Um, like when I get triggered, I'm like, oh, if I could, if because I was able to breathe in like that really challenging situation on the mat and I, I know what that feels like, I know what it feels like to meet resistance with empathy and kindness that I can find it in other places. And mm-hmm. that's a long kind of winded way of saying like, the yoga practice itself hasn't really helped like my lungs or anything like that, but it has helped my mental capacity of dealing with hard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty. And I think that's kind of refreshing to hear in a way because, well, cause I think in the yoga world and correct me if I'm wrong, so many people want to like position yoga as a cure all for everything. It's like, you know, your twists are going to detoxify you and, you know, uh, certain breath practices are going to give you immediate mental clarity and like your depression and things like that. And, and I find that too, like when they're not working per se, like if you're doing the things and it's not working, then that just sets up, it sets the student up or the practitioner up for some sort of like sense of defeat or failure. And so if you're able to look at it the way you just described, okay, so maybe it's not going to cure this thing, but I am able to use the tools of the yoga practice in a way that just helps me live my life more um, mindfully or like maybe just a little less pissed off. (laughs) Yeah. Like I've had so many people and they're like, you just need to do like um, a more advanced pranayama practice. And I'm like, a pranayama practice isn't going to fix my DNA. Like, yeah, I'm 34. Like my lungs aren't perfect. Like it's not going to, it's not going to cure me. Just like, I don't know, celery juice isn't going to cure me either. Like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we, so we talked like, about that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like all of these conversations that happen, like within the wellness world, not even just yoga. Yeah. Like, no, but I'm like, it, it comes back to like what you just said of like, well, it's probably, it's probably not going to cure me, but it can help like support me in different mm-hmm. ways. And that's awesome. Um, but the cure-alls in yoga, they're not my favorite. Yeah. Um, I'm like, it's fine. Like if you have a lung disease, it's fine. If you have arthritis, it's fine. If you know, you can't step your foot in between your hands, it doesn't matter. Like the poses don't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the mental capacity that I find matters the most. Yeah. And just like regulating your nervous system, because when life does bring you those challenges where whether it's, you know, getting news you don't want to necessarily hear or things like that it's like your nervous system is affected and it's like okay well can I give myself some compassion can I show myself you know some understanding can I sit with this for a moment can I breathe can I you know just any little tool that resonates in the moment to handle those challenging things I I think that's a really good reminder for people like um when I was really sick uh you know earlier in the year, like I found it profound that it was one of my strongest yoga practices that I had ever met. Cause like I was mm. in the hospital for a month. Um, and mm. it was like, it wasn't like, 
oh, you'll be okay. It was like, oh no, like this is like kind of like ICU, like this is really intense. Like unknown. Yeah, like in and out of surgery. And, mm. and it was very much a moment of like, am I going to make it? And I had to look into my family's face and see that they were like, oh no, like, is this going to be the end? But like, I was able to use my practice, like in really, really intense moments where like, I could have spiraled in like, but I knew that I needed to stay present because I, my medical team required me to be there to mm-hmm. advocate for myself. And, um, it was really helpful. Like the things that we talk about in yoga, like feel your feet on the ground, yeah. like look at the different things in the room. Cause like when I even cue, like, I'm always like, you know, like rotate your body towards the window or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like those were the things that came into my head of like, what's out the window? Like, is there a bird out of the window is what are like five different colors that I could see in the room? It was like little tools like that that helped me more than anything because I was like mm-hmm. my world is literally crumbling around me mm. and I can either collapse into this and I don't know not react at all or stay present very much in the fire and be like well it is what it is and gosh similar to fucking chair pose and like a heated yoga class like it's intense <laughs> And it's hard and like, you got to breathe in it. Like if you're not breathing, Mm -hmm. it's a problem. Um, So yeah, it was really interesting. Um, But yeah, I was able to breathe not very well, um, Mm -hmm. but I was breathing and really challenging situations. And I, even while I was in it, I wasn't able to practice asana for about eh, six months, but Mm -hmm. I was like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm doing the other more potent, you know, mm-hmm. well, not more potent, but equally potent seven limbs of the whole eight limbed practice. So it doesn't really matter that I'm not able to do a warrior one right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so glad you're okay. I just saw you move a table or like <laughs> 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 before yeah. we started, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I think you just said so many things that will resonate with people and inspire people. And so thank you for sharing that. Of course. And, how, and right now are you practicing awesome? Yeah. And, okay. I'm, oh my gosh, I'm finally able to practice again. And I'm practicing Yay. for like 75 minutes to nine, 90 minutes at a time. Um, and it's really nice to feel my body and to not feel like I don't know this body. Like I'm mm. created like a new relationship with like my current reality um and it feels so nice to feel at home again after not feeling at home for a really long time um that's amazing so you're teaching twice twice a week is the majority of your other time managing and running the studio yeah um my my passion at the studio is marketing um so like i am the little nerdy kid behind the computer at all times um so yeah mostly behind the computer What's the name of the studio? Let everyone know. Um, Yoga Loft Tucson. Okay, cool. Nice. How, so how was it? I don't know if you transitioned from teaching full-time to owning, but how was that transition period from whatever your schedule is like before to now? I've never been full-time because of my health, but like I definitely did teach more. Um, And the transition was a little awkward because it was COVID. Um, so I was managing a studio, um, and then unfortunately they weren't 
following COVID like protocols, they weren't having people wear masks or doing social distancing. And I was like on the top of the list for like high risk people. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, I gotta go. Like yeah. I can't do this. Um, and honestly, I was really disappointed with a lot of the studios um, like in the world during COVID as a high risk person. Um, so I, I stopped teaching. I taught virtually. And then, you know, like when COVID it didn't ever cool down, but like we, mm-hmm. there was like a, you know, like a, we just accepted what it is. Um, I was like, yeah. well, you know what? I was like, I see that there is an opening in the market for an accessible studio. Like mm-hmm. that is the foundation is built on accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just went for it. And I really, I've only ever gone back to teaching twice a week. And like I said, I found my love is to help my other teachers market their Mm -hmm. events and like do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's great. How have you included a, I guess, in your mission and in your vision of the studio uh, foundation that is geared toward more accessible yoga practices? It's in everything that we do. Um, It's, Mm -hmm. it starts from the people we hire you know, like when we're demoing people, we're listening to the cues that, you know, potential teachers are offering of like, you know, find your variation. Um, I know you both have studied with um, Jason of mm-hmm. like people's bodies aren't the same and the cookie cutter cues, mm-hmm. they don't work. Yeah. Um, so I'm really listening to that of like, how can you teach to everybody in the room and create a space where people feel accepted and able to like be vulnerable in that Mm -hmm. room and then it's like the little things of like we don't use incense or candles um Mm. we don't have a heated studio with added humidity um Mm -hmm. we look at the schedule of like do we have too many you know level two classes or is there something for every type of person to choose a class that day Mm -hmm. um it's even like in our marketing of like the words that we choose of like be yourself, like acknowledge mm-hmm. like your strength and stuff like that. So like everything, it's in yeah. everything. Um, even like we just relocated the studio. And one thing that really bothered me at my old studio is we didn't have um, an ADA bathroom and we didn't mm-hmm. have handicapped parking because the building was a hundred years old. Um, so when we moved, I was like, well, one, it's the law. So like, you kind of need an ADA bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and two, I was like, well, we need handicapped parking because like, if someone has something and they need, need that, we're not mm-hmm. accessible if we don't have it. So it's like little details. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think about all of the studios that I work at and if they're wheelchair, wheelchair accessible. But to be honest, living in a city is just not that accessible either. Like we, there's no parking. Yeah. Like we, we often. I was just thinking t- parking is just like. Yeah. Screwed. There's times where, you know, we've had so much street construction mm-hmm. lately where like I've had to a lot for an extra like 20 minutes just because the walk, even when I get to the studio, the walk from my parking spot there is going to add on at least five minutes or I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's one studio that I teach at that, um, I've only had this student in my class a handful of times, but they're in a wheelchair and um, have left a lift at the studio. So we have to, when they are registered for our classes, we know to like prepare 
to take the lift to take the lift out of the closet that we keep it in and and, you know they've provided that just because it makes it easier for them and they'll sign up for you know restorative classes and the teacher has to help the student get on their mat get out of their Mm. chair and into onto their mat and then just you know it's it's honestly something that was really really new to me and I did not even know that this studio did that until this person was in my class and I was like wait but I don't know how to do this is someone going to help me and then I got a little bit nervous and I'm being completely honest here because I'm like in a new role of like giving uh, assistance and care that I had never done before it goes a little bit more beyond just you know your typical teach the yoga class role Um, but it is really really great when there are places and spaces like that for people who need it or who wouldn't otherwise be able to, you know, participate and in the community. And on a side note, that's what I loved about virtual yoga too, is because it did create a, you know, an an avenue for accessibility during, um, yeah, that is very true. There's like a whole other level of accessibility. If you like, you don't have to leave your home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and especially for people, I think that there's a lot of people, even people who may not, um, have disabilities but like you just being able to not have to leave your house and pay to go to a yoga studio it's more you know it's I think often more financially feasible people also a lot of a lot of times don't feel comfortable practicing yoga in public or being around other people um so I think that's also a positive aspect of practicing online as well right now I'm not even comfortable practicing in in public in like really crowded rooms like you know, it's winter, it's cold here, COVID, RSV, flu is rampant. And I'm like really, really anxious. Yeah, I kind of miss some of those pro- early COVID day protocols. Like I miss like the distance between mats, to be honest. That's something that we do at our studio as well. Um, I mean, we just moved. So like yeah. we lost a fair amount of our members, but like, I don't want to go back. Like, okay, so we did have full transparency. We did have like a grand opening class and it was packed. Mm -hmm. And I was next to someone who kept moaning, like (laughs) the sexual moan type of thing. And then the person person next to me, they must've just been getting over a cold. And I was really sick this year, like lung stuff, like in the hospital, like it was horrible. And the whole class, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, one, stop sexually moaning in my ear. And two, I think you need a tissue um and I was like this is why like I'm so happy that we don't cram in anymore Mm -hmm. like oh yeah when people are like coughing next to me during practice like I have like a twitch yeah yep 100% what is like the overall kind of yoga scene in Tucson okay I think it's kind of weird um (laughs) because the majority of studios are hot yoga studios yeah and y'all it gets to it's already hot i don't understand that it's like in florida florida same thing they love the heat (laughs) i don't get it and i'm like do we need to talk about your nervous system for a second like do we need to talk about like electrolytes and mineral like imbalances because like i don't think that that's my style um so when i first moved here um like I said, my background is I'm um, very much Bhakti, Janet Stone, San Francisco, which like for me, the room was never stifling. It was warm, never stifling. Yeah. I showed up in Tucson, mm-hmm. like, Woo, let's go. And then everyone was like, okay, so a warm class is 95 degrees. And I'm like, that's hot. What do you, what do you, that, <laughs> that's real hot. And then they're like, it also has 40% humidity. And I'm like, 
(laughs) this is different. Um, so yeah, I would say 95, gosh, maybe like 97. There's, there's literally two studios, three studios in town that are not heated and we're one of them. Mm. Um, so when you say heated, a, are they doing Bikram? Are they doing like heated vinyasa? Are they doing both? Um, yeah. Bikram's huge here. They don't, um, mm-hmm. every studio it. calls it yeah. their own. Yeah. Their yeah. own name at this point, but yeah. yeah, it's Bikram heated vinyasa. Um, Baptiste is yeah, huge here. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also move slower than Baptiste, like a lot slower. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't, yeah, it's different. I would love to take one of your classes. I think you and I, we have similar training backgrounds, but you were flip-flopped. You've done more training with Janet okay, compared to I have, and then I've done more Jason, I think. So it's like- But you've done a lot of Janet. You've done what, like 400 hours G with her? With her? With no, Janet? No, I've done, oh, no. No, me, you. Me? Yeah. yeah. So I was in her 300-hour program. Oh, you you oh, piecemeal yeah, yeah. when you train with Janet. You like take- um. A workshop here and there and then a couple of immersions but but yeah I'm really curious to take one of your classes are you um do you do you sequence and like cue similarly have you like I don't know if you could describe your blend of your own unique voice to I feel blend. like my style now is very middle ground between Janet and Jason I love Janet like she's my core teacher but I am super ADHD, like I'm a little flighty and I really needed someone to be like, okay, here's how you sequence a really good yoga class. And here mm-hmm. are the tools mm-hmm. that can help you, you know, build to this pose. Yeah. Um, so I become a little bit more methodical in my sequencing. And there's still, you know, like the heart opening, the mantra, all of that stuff. Um, but I definitely, you know, I have my peak pose. I have um, and I, I build to it. I don't repeat my sequences either. Like I'll have like a mini sequence that, mm-hmm. you know, builds, but yeah, my sequences, I feel like a little, are a little bit more Jason E in there. There's less fluff. Yeah. Okay. Which I like. Yeah. Did you find those people like online? Did you find Janet and Jason online or did you find them were you, like, how did you find them? I got really lucky to find Janet because my first teacher, my first 500 hour teacher um, was her direct student. Um, And I took, you know, her 500 hour teacher training and I was asking a lot of questions about like the values and like energetic sequencing. And she was honest with me. And she was like, at this point, she was like, you need to, you need to train with Janet. Um, She's like, I don't have the answers for you. Um, And I, I loved that. I was like, I love it when people tell me like, I don't know. Um, so yeah. then I signed up for Janet's 300 hour training at Esalen. Um, and then after that, I was like, I, I love this. And I signed up for the 1008 hour training. Um, and then now I'm a mentor for her, um, virtual teacher trainings. Um, and then I found Jason. I don't remember how I found Jason. I think I might've found a social media um, and he was so scientific and like data driven, but mm-hmm. I was like, I think this will like really com- complement um, the bhakti of like that heartfeltness. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just needed more technical answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, I quit my job at the studio because it was COVID. And then I saw that he was doing an online training and it was like a two week immersion. And I was like, I don't have anything going on. Like, mm-hmm. let's see what happened. And I absolutely loved it. I did the core training with him. Um, and I realized I was like, wow, oh, 
I don't know anything about anatomy. Like, this is bad. Um, <laughs> and like, even though like I, Janet's trainings were good, but yeah. like, they just I offer something different. The focus and is yeah, different. Just, she brings in other people for yeah. anatomy too. And yeah. And I think like if I hadn't though. taken that training, I wouldn't have had the understanding that like, you don't know what you don't know kind of mm-hmm. thing. So like I went into it and I was like, I don't know anything. Um, and I was like, wow, I love this. Like, I love how techie and nerdy and like particular mm-hmm. it is. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I think I, I had a similar, similar experience with that. And then I, just, what was your experience G? Well, actually I had known of Jason just from like being in San Francisco and like seeing the schedules of other teachers. Cause I would go and take a bunch of people besides, you know, I'm like, I'm in San Francisco. I'm going to go take everything. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really experience like it's group class is different than a training. And so I think after I had talked to you, Bradshaw, you were like, Oh, I'm, you had already done your module one or no, mm. you were, about, you were about to do your module one. And then you had said like, Oh, he's also going to come to yoga view. So I, I signed up for the yoga view thing. And that week in Chicago, it was like his sequencing workshop it like changed the way I looked at sequencing. And I was like, oh my God, if I could learn this in a week, I bet his 300 hour was really good. And so that's what led me to do that. Um, this mm-hmm. is now like, this podcast episode is just like an advertisement for these trainings now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anyone asked me, I'm like, I got two teachers. Like what what avenue do you want to go down? <laughs> well, do mm-hmm. you do um, trainings at Yoga Loft? We do. Um, yeah. We took off this year because we just, we moved. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I've, I've been so sick. I was like, project. I don't really want to spend 200 hours um, yeah. right now teaching people. Um, but yeah, we just started our 200 hour teacher training last year. I don't know. I just, I, I, maybe this is different in Chicago. Maybe it's because Chicago is bigger, but like there are so many 200 hour trainings, like every, everyone and their mom is doing 200 hour trainings right now. And maybe that's just Chicago, but is it like that in Tucson? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like everyone. Yeah. Everyone's doing them and they all do them in January. Um, Mm -hmm. So literally every studio in Tucson is like January 12th. Like we're starting our Mm -hmm, YTT. mm -hmm. Um, So we held off this year um, and I think we're going to start one in fall instead. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're trying to like find a way to differentiate our studio. Like last year we did a six month, 200 hour training. um, Mm -hmm. And we're still like, it's still up in the air of like how, you know, how do we serve our community without, being like every other studio that's like take our training starts in january (laughs) yeah yeah it's hard i'm marketing end of it because that's your strong suit i'm like yeah what are you gonna do to give us some tips we're we're struggling and i'm being really really honest like like we're just a two-person small business no brick and mortar so that is you know kind of a disadvantage in a sense um and it's hard to promote and um compete essentially with you know places like let's just say core power for example that will like pump out 200 hour trainings at uh, I think I don't know their prices but I I thought they're kind of quantity over quality Mm. I mean and I'll be and I'll be very honest too not to toot our own horns, but I've been involved in other 200 hour trainings. I've known people that have done other 200, you know, many 200 hour trainings. And a lot of them are bad. Oh yeah. A lot of them are really bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just like, but there are a lot 
of horrible 21 trainings. Well, I mean, like, even like when we demo people, like they come in and I'm like, like they have you no I Yeah, I'm like, do you know that like your glutes, like there's more than one? Like, mm-hmm. do you know how your shoulder moves? Like, and mm-hmm. the answers are no. And I'm like, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. 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 So it's just like something I've been trying to tell people just because the I feel like the content that Gianna and I have put together, specifically Gianna I have put together the training, is really of quality. And it's hard to explain something like that to someone who doesn't know a lot about a 200 hour training. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, oh, well, this one's easier to like I can do this one down the street and I can get it quicker. And it's maybe a thousand dollars less. I'm like, yeah, but the quality of what you're getting is not good. Yeah. We don't need more yoga teachers. We need good mm-hmm. yoga teachers. Yeah. That, that's not to say like there are a lot of people who do trainings to deepen their practice, which I think is great. You know, a lot of people do like 200 hour trainings, not to teach, but to educate themselves, you know, about practicing and so forth. And I, I think that that's really, like, I do think that that's a good thing. You know, I think it's hard because like, I feel the same about our training program, but I think the yoga world is hard because there's so many core powers and, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, people go to like where the familiar is and like unfortunately it a lot of the times it is the franchises Um, and we we experience it too people are like oh like we heard you all have like such a beautiful studio but we go to the franchise in town and I'm Mm -hmm. like that's cool it's locally owned it's awesome but like who actually wrote that training yeah because the owners didn't and like so like that's the conversation that I have a lot and you know um the thing that I found with marketing for myself is like, it's networking. Like I've, I've talked to you about this, like Gianna of like, you know, writing for yoga journal. I don't know yeah. how I got that. Like that. Oh yeah. That Let's like fell in that. my lap. Like she just started <laughs> coming to my classes, my virtual classes. And then we became friends and I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm writing for yoga journal. Like this yeah. is wild. Um, but I have found like stuff like that has been super helpful. Um, yeah. Now can I tell you how to get those gigs? no (laughs) it was like an accident um but all I can say is like I I totally understand and I am with you both in that unknown yeah yeah I think that Gian and I are in a space we're in a space we talk we talk so much on the phone I think it's important that we're transparent with our students and with the people that listen is this like you know we're kind of in this spot of trying to figure out we're, we're not trying to be negative about like, oh, there's so many trainings, there's so many of this, but we're like, okay, where do we land? You mm-hmm. know, like, wait, what do we do? Where, like, what's our, how do we not teach 15 classes a week? Yoga teaching as a career is very different than these, mm-hmm. you know, than, than a lot of different careers. But, um, you know, I'm sure other types of movement modalities and group fitness people can, can relate to this in a sense, but you know, when you work in a place for a long time, there's usually some sort of like linear growth that Mm -hmm. can be like aspired to some sort of like progression. And it's so I think the questions we're really being open about is like, what is that progression? Like, once you are, you know, teaching the 6pm classes or like the coveted time slots, like, what does, you know, moving up in, in this field look like? Because I think that we're at a different time. Like, you know, I don't want to say gone are the days of like Rodney Yee and whatever. And cause I, I love and respect these people, but like what, you know, if you're not looking to like shine your star bright and like mass produce DVDs or like be in every, <laughs> you know, yoga festival, you know, what does that like progression and growth look mm-hmm. like for, well, and- also those things aren't like what they used to be. Like, like I know 
there's wanderlust and stuff but like you think of like you know there's these 10 really well-known teachers in the states right and then you have like all these yoga effects festivals that you kind of you know do all those festivals throughout the year and you do some trainings i, I it's just it's there's a lot of people there's a lot of people it's so competitive and like even as a studio owner this conversation is so interesting for me because i'm like i want to pay people like what what they're mm -hmm. worth mm -hmm. um but i you know we opened two years ago i haven't been paid yeah. um i i have fully and my business partner too like we have fully been like pay the teachers like just pay the teachers we mm. know how expensive like yoga teacher trainings are like we get it um but even like when we have or like if someone comes up to me and they're like i need more pay and i'm like i'm so sorry i was like this business like mm. i don't know how other yoga studios do it of like mm -hmm. you know paying someone because like full transparency the regular when I first moved, okay, so when I first moved to Tucson, a yoga studio offered me a class, twelve dollar, twelve dollar. Yeah. They're as like, a, we'll pay the base or just the full hour. Full hour. They're like, oh my $12. god. I was like, whoa, <laughs> you like, yeah. I, I know. Um, but like when we oh, have nice. the conversation now of like, you know, what you just said of like, you know, I'm in this, you know, six thirty time slot. My class is full every week. Like we offer, you know, a base pay and bonuses. But like, how do we increase, like, do we give bonuses at the end of the year? Do we mm -hmm. increase, you know, year per year? These are questions that like, we are now old enough to start having. And like, my answer for everyone is like, I don't know yet. Like, we have to make sure that one, I can eventually get paid. I need a new car. Like when I go to unlock my car, my key fob mm -hmm. doesn't work. And I'm like <laughs> a little Harry Potter girl. And I'm like trying to like get it to go. Um, but the industry is hard. Like yeah. it's yeah. built for for everyone to like teach 15 classes a week, plus the workshops, plus just bust out as many YTTs as you can. Um, mm -hmm. And good luck. Don't get sick. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, we've got all these questions. I do get like self-conscious in a way of like, are we like sounding too negative? So I, I want it to come off as like, you know, real and relatable because it's not sitting here and complaining and I just want to re um I guess affirm like just how much we love what we do because we wouldn't do it otherwise like we're not in it for the money <laughs> or at I least would, let, I... <laughs> me, let me tell you I would not like work as hard as I do for zero pay if I didn't love what I do and like when I look at my team I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Like I see people like you all who like, are like, I'm going to study this and I'm going to refine my craft and I'm going to help people feel good in their bodies and like all of these things. And like, you know, when I look at my team, I'm like, look at what you're doing. Like, look how you're serving your community. But on the flip side, like society is hard. Society, we've got our bills. Inflation's a thing. Like, I think it's, you know, realistic to be like, this is such a rewarding career, but it's mm -hmm. also radically challenging i view it differently gianna which is i want to make a living you should i want to make enough money. i'm not saying i'm expecting to make a half a million dollars a year that's not no, what i'm I making know, but, but like you also have a very like remember you and you've told the story on the podcast like you said you got into this at 22 and, and mm -hmm. a little bit more uh naive in the sense about the financial sure. aspect of it but i think you 
came at it as like, oh, this is a money making thing. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. like, whereas it's like not. most people don't Bradshaw. That's r- yeah. rare. Yeah, I agree with you. But I think that like, you know, if you are doing it full time, like I want to be able to save money. I want to be able to go on vacation. I don't want to be scraping to get by. Look at how hard you have to hustle. You had to teach no, six for sure. classes on for sure. Tuesday. No, I know. I, like, I know. Well, that's not six good for you. Day? That's not good for you and your body. You're sacrificing your own health, whether you know it at this present moment. Like mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. like burnout is real. I'm like, I feel like I'm sure. recovering from burnout. Like, And I think I just read this and I need to look it up because I don't know if it's true. So no one take my word for it. But it usually takes twice as long, if not three times long to recover from burnout than the time you were like, you know, burnt out doing the yeah, thing, doing the mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh God, I freaking believe it. So yeah, you're filling, you're padding your pockets right now because you're teaching six classes a day and you want to like say, I yes don't teach to six. Everything. Class, I don't see, I teach 15 classes a week, but I don't teach normally teach six classes a day. <laughs> oh, it's six a day. Oh my gosh. It's a rare, I never teach that much, but I did. Okay. Day. But you, say yes to so much because you jump on every opportunity almost that if you can do it, you say yes to it. And so it's like, a it's a hustler mentality. And I, yeah. I don't want to knock the hustle because I understand people need to do this to pay their bills. Like, like there, it's very hard to string together a living otherwise. And mm-hmm. so that's where these questions come in. Like I'm not knock- knocking the hustler, I'm knocking the fact that it has to be a hustle. I agree with you. I totally <laughs> Do you know what agree. I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Oh, I think that you and I aren't like, oh, this is the worst. We're just like, okay, what next? Like, what does it look like next? How does it evolve? Yeah. Um, and I think that when you're in that space of evolution, things can not, they cannot feel linear. They can feel a little dark. You can kind of feel like you're putting your hands out, seeing what sticks Yeah. Um, until something does work. I do think you know, gender has a lot to do with it too. Cause I do think that opportunity and pay have been, and I'm not going to speak just for you, but just for a lot of male presenting people have been a lot easier to come by. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think that there's a little bit more competition. Yeah. For white girls teaching yoga. <laughs> I mean, they're just. I mean, that, that's and, yes. And I, I mean, just want to like, say seriously. this: this does not even touch on intersectionality because, of I, course, there's different experiences. But if I'm, you know, just speaking more broadly, I know a lot of you know my male counterparts in the industry are getting paid ten to twenty dollars more than I am, and that's crazy. It, and time and experience is not the difference. I think the difference is that they've been given more opportunity. Like, like I think the person with the good class time is obviously going to have more followers. It's Mm, like, but mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. do you become the person with the good class time? If it's given to a certain person, you know, Mm, mm -hmm, like, mm so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we are. We're like, we don't know. We have all oh, these man. questions and no answers. As a business owner, I'm like, that is weird. Like everyone, depending on like your level of training, you should get the same pay. Like, mm-hmm. um, but then that goes back to accessibility that I'm like, everyone should be viewed equal. Um, I mean, but like society, like we, we know it's not. Um, but I, I can speak, you know, from, you know, my personal experience of like, there are people out there who are like, who don't want to 
keep up the status quo anymore. And we're like, yeah, no, everyone deserves, everyone deserves a right. And everyone deserves that, you know, mm. prime time slot. Um, but like, what if so, you have two teachers, like teacher that's teaching on Tuesday and just as a business owner, you have a teacher that's teaching on Tuesday and one that's on Thursday, all hypothetical, of course, mm-hmm. they both have the same class time. They have a 6 PM and the person on Tuesday brings in 30 people and the person on Thursday brings in eight people. Well, hold on. Thursday is not a good yoga day across anywhere I've no, ever taught. Thurs- okay, Thursday- okay. Let's just say. <laughs> Tuesday Thursday is not comparable. Like okay. Thursdays, okay. Let's not. I don't know what it is about Thursday. That's funny. It's, I'm like, it's true. Thursdays are not a popular day. It's Monday, okay, Tuesday, whatever. Wednesday. Okay, Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> whatever. You understand. Okay. You understand the point that I'm trying to make. Oh, so the, your two, your two nights that are most popular: Monday, Tuesday yeah. night for Gianna's OCD Virgoness at 6 p.m. <laughs> and um, you have one person that brings in 30 people, and then the other person brings in nine people. They're both great teachers. It's just one yeah. tends to be more popular than the other. They both have the same amount of training. Should the person that's bringing in 20 people get paid more? Yes. Because we do bonuses, we do bonuses per person. So they would get paid bonuses, but see, this is where I don't know because like how we have it mm-hmm. set up right now, if they have equal um, trainings, like level of trainings, they would yeah. get the same base pay and they would have the same option for bonuses. Um, yeah. But the person you know who brings in the, the 20 or 30 people is going to get paid mm-hmm. more because of the bonuses. Another yeah. thing like I don't like is competition. Like I don't want someone to be yeah. like, she has 20 people in her fucking sorry, there's someone walking yeah. down the house. That's um, but yeah, like one of the main things that we did for that is like we want everyone to know, like, I don't want any secrecy. I don't want yeah. anyone to be like, I get paid like 15 more dollars than you and I'm doing the same thing. Like, um, we just and like we've had people, you know, ask her, like, I want you know, more for my bonuses. And I'm like, well, unless I feel confident in telling the entire team exactly what you get paid and why do you get paid more than everyone else? I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. equal. Yeah. I think transparency is really good. How are you choosing to give those opportunities to this, Mm -hmm. you know, process? Like if you have two equally talented teachers, Mm -hmm. I have found that a lot of people of are it's like who's most committed committed to the studio, who spends the most time there, who's part of the mm. community the most. I have found that like typically those are the teachers that are going to get yeah more of those times. My big thing is like who doesn't get their sub class sub the last minute. Yes, like yes. who is you know has open communication with us. Like who mm. is like good you know with people who's like good like yeah who's easy to work with who's good, yeah. like. And like people who like can provide us feedback and be like, I didn't like this, but like mm-hmm. in like a constructive way. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, the subbing thing, I don't know if this happens at your studio, but the subbing thing is astounding to me. It's wild. It's wild. And I just want to well. say for the pe- people that are listening to this, if you are someone that subs your class out three times a month, you shouldn't have the fucking class. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I'm you. so sorry, like, but like this screaming. whole, like th- this whole, th- it's Same so Same fucking more. crazy to me. I'm like, you have these people that are literally scraping at the door for opportunity. Then you have fucking Susie Q over here who never <laughs> teaches her class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you have the class? That person like, should that's... not have the class. That is insane to me. There, there okay. are times where I sub classes so often that people think that you me. teach the class and that just drives it like, like there, <laughs> there, yeah, like there, there are, there are times in my schedule where I'm like, 
well, I'll probably, you know, there, there are two classes after this class and I'm probably going to teach one of them because they never teach it. Dude, as a business owner, which is fine wild. because I want the classes, you know, again, it's like the hustle Gianna, but like, I, you know, I'm like, well, I'm here. I might as well. Cause you know, it's my full-time job, but there's a lot of people out there too do that it's like their yoga teaching is like their second time job where they're you know their part-time job which is fine but it's still a job but they're like mm -hmm. oh I get my money somewhere else so I'll just sub it out and I think that that's mm -hmm. that makes me frustrated makes me I, frustrated yeah I I'm think like, the, the subbing is frustrating but the making money somewhere else is I think kind of smart yeah. I, think it's super smart. <laughs> I, I do I think like having a part-time job like where yeah, yeah. like you have your money and then like yeah. you can teach yoga is great but like, I can't tell you how many people that like we've hired. Have you guys, or have you all seen Entourage? Like back million, in the day? Yeah, like a million years ago. Okay, well, like I always like laugh because there was that one guy and his name was like Ari and he just like loved to fire people and he was like super mean. Yeah. And like, I am not like that. But when it comes to sub request, if mm -hmm. you're seven year class, 50% of the time, like somehow like I embody that energy and yeah. I'm like, get out. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you said, I'm like, there's a million people who would kill for your class. And like, but more than more important to me are the people who are coming to your class and need the space held. If you can't hold the space, yeah, I don't so want true. you here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's so weird for me. Is that your and, policy? If you sub it a certain amount of times in a month? Yeah. If you get to 50% out. Um, yeah. And like, I'll, it, I'll, we'll, We'll talk to people yeah. about like, hey, you're getting up to 50%. Like what's going on? Like, do we, mm -hmm. do you need help? Do we need to mm -hmm. see if we could switch your class time with someone else? Like we work with people. Mm -hmm. um, but like, seriously, if people get their class subbed for three months, we kind of look at it at a three month period, like a quarter. Yeah. If their reliability is around 50, around 50% in those three months, I have to have that awkward conversation and embody mm -hmm. Ari who like love to fire people um, <laughs> and be like, this isn't working out. It's not working yeah. out for you. It's not working out for us. And it's most importantly, it's not working out for our members. Mm -hmm. I do believe that, you know, consistency is really key for building up a class too. And, and a business. For, yeah. And yeah. for the businesses, like, you know, own good how you hold yourself or like I like to think about like the way you do anything is the way that you do everything mm -hmm. um so if you're just like half-ass coming to your class and you're subbing it out a lot even when you're there are you gonna like be there for your students mm -hmm. um and as a as a business owner I'm like mm -hmm. I don't so, like yeah. it I want to know if you can shortly summarize your favorite part of owning a studio and then your least favorite <laughs> if you could like okay. just pinpoint those things <laughs> easy favorite part is the community I oh my god I love walking into that studio and like hearing people talking and asking about everyone's day and like mm -hmm. you know getting to know the team and like oh I just love it so much my least favorite is managing people mm -hmm. it's a nightmare I feel like there's this comparison between Florida and Arizona right now in my mind, just in terms of like the studio parallels. And when I worked down there, forget about getting subs, like teachers just like wouldn't show up. Like, like people, like, does that happen? We had it happen twice. Okay. The first girl, but, mm, I like, I call her and I'm like, Hey, like, what you doing? And she's like, Oh, I took a nap. Um, once again, I embodied that feistiness and I was like, well, you're fired. Like there was no, there was no remorse. There was no like, you know, oh my God, like, I can't believe I slept through my class. She's like, I took a nap. 
Oh End of story. God. And I was like, <laughs> that like, could be your funny story. I just took a nap. I didn't feel like doing it. I am, I am Bradshaw, why would that be you? Face? No, that would not be me. It's happened to me a couple. I've been teaching for about 10 years. It's happened okay. to me a couple times. And I called hysterically being like, I'm so fucking, I would like, you know, crying yeah, hysterical yeah, mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a horrible if, feeling. It's a horrible feeling. If there feeling. was remorse. It wouldn't have been like a okay, well you're fired, like yeah, yeah, yeah. type of phone call. Like it was like I had to like call my business partner. I was like, oh, this is fucking weird. Like um, yeah. we did have someone else who no showed, and like she was having some some like personal stuff, and she came in and like she was sobbing, and uh, if like you cry to me, I am the person who I will start crying. I'm like oh my god, I'm so ah. so like she's crying, we're crying. It was horrible. Um, but like you need a really big excuse if you forget that class because once again. It's not like one thing that Janet taught me very early in my career. It's not about you. So like mm-hmm. the classes aren't about me. They're not about the studio. It's about the people who show up. So if someone, if like one of our teachers doesn't show, I'm like, oh my God, like what if that person, like something horrible happened to them that day. And then they showed up to the class and the held, like the space held, the doors were locked. Like, mm. ah. um, yeah. so yeah, that is my like, mm. Mm-mm. don't no, no show a class <laughs> thank you <laughs> I once accidentally no showed but I, I should this be my funny story should we get into it yeah let's just get okay. into stories okay this is the funny thing about yoga so this happened not too long ago um someone had written an email to the sub list on a Wednesday about their Saturday class that they needed covered so okay. I wrote back, yes, I can cover it. I never hear back. I don't know if I'm covering it or not. Then Friday night, 8 p.m., I get a reply. Great, thanks. I'll change it on the schedule. Friday night for a 9 a.m. class. I didn't check my email Friday night. I just assumed the class was given away to someone else because it was never confirmed. And then I'm I'm sleeping in. It's Saturday morning. I think I don't have anywhere to be till noon. And I wake up at like 9.05 to like 10 missed calls from this studio. Like, where are you? You're supposed to be here. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, because I would never not show up. And I was like, how did I miss this? I put everything in like, I literally put everything like in like two calendars. I needed my phone and I need it on my wall. Yeah. So I'm like freaking out and I'm like digging through my, through my texts and whatever. And then I go to my email and I was like, Oh, this was confirmed at 8 PM last night. Of course I didn't see it. And then I felt really bad. I'm like, do I like rat this person out? Like, or like, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a <laughs> snitch, but I did. Cause I'm like, this is my reputation. And then it also looks yeah. really bad for like the 15 people that were waiting in the room for me. And it's like, I didn't know mm-hmm. I was supposed to be there. I don't, and I still to this day don't know what they were told. So it could just look like I'm, you know, a flake or whatever. I would never do that. But the way I freaked out, I think I, how many times did I call you Bradshaw being so upset? Numerous, but I know that feeling like I have, I mean, the, one time like you're like I guess this could be my funny story is this very similar I ran there for you because you were late remember that one no you don't remember but, oh my god I was like I was like Gianna you have to run to the studio yeah, right I now. Used, oh yeah before I, I, I moved I lived like five minutes away and he's like I'm supposed to be there my class started five minutes ago I totally forgot can you get there and I was like yeah so I ended up teaching the class yeah that was pretty funny I was like you need to go right now I was literally there 
10 minutes after the hour. So the class was only delayed 10 minutes, but I saved your ass. Yeah, that is true. What about you, Ashley? <sighs> Man. Oh, well, I can I can say that I've never got a class. Um, I've had a couple of times where I got someone sub my class and then they didn't show. And I was like, well, not my problem. Um, <laughs> but now it is my problem since I own the studio. Um, it's, kind of the same, it's kind of the same thing as you, though, Bradshaw. Like, this year has been really weird. Like, um, I mentioned it a couple of times, but I've been, like, really, really sick this year. And I'm on a lot of antibiotics um, mm-hmm. for a year. And we have a brand new studio, all new people. And, like, one day, oh, my gosh, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was so bad. Um, I'm like teaching and like, I'm super forgetful right now. So like my lefts and rights, I actually have an R and an L tattooed on my hand because I'm like so forgetful (laughs) normally. And like, I'm teaching and I have like no clue what I'm doing. People are like, they're not following me at all. And I'm like, and I never curse in class. Like I'm a super cursy person. And like, all of a sudden it just slipped out. Like, and I just, I forgot exactly what I said, but it was like something of like, it doesn't like it doesn't fucking matter like just have fun <laughs> and then like I looked around and all of a sudden it dawned on me that there was a 12 year old in my class and I'm oh like my oh. God. I was like I never <laughs> curse I ne- that's like my cardinal rule in class like never curse and then there's a 12 year old who has no clue what I'm doing I'm cursing <laughs> no one's oh following goodness. along I don't know if it was like a funny story if it was like something that's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life um <laughs> But everyone oh laughed God. and they're like, it was fun. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know. We're our own biggest, like, I don't know, like critics and disciplinarians. And whenever I like say something that I didn't mean to say, I did this the other day. Sorry, I'm going to tell another one. I was teaching a handstand workshop and uh, I was talking about how handstands are really hard to teach in group classes. And it's like, you know, you need to like kind of break it down. And also there's different schools of doing it. And I said something like, you know, there's the gymnastics way, there's a yoga way and like, and there's a CrossFit way, which doesn't really help. And I like made this, like <laughs> this, like joke about how CrossFit doesn't teach handstand. They're just like, just do it now. Just walk, <laughs> just walk on your hands. And I'm like, and I know that this is just my experience from my very limited experience. And I thought it was funny, but it turns out there was a CrossFit coach in the handstand workshop. It's like, that was like actually like upset and argument. And I was like, foot in mouth like I'm sorry and then like I'm still thinking about it I'm like I feel so bad that I he's fine (laughs) you know what I would have said if I was there like then how do you do it (laughs) (laughs) if I really get one of those things like it's freeze like when I cursed in class and like that kid was like looking at me like I don't I don't think this is right I was like oh "Oh, god yeah I would just turn to him and say shut the fuck up (laughs) That probably would have been Stop less awkward. At me. Than yeah. Stop looking at me and shut the fuck up and breathe. <laughs> I can't even believe a 12-year-old would like have the um, attention span to stay through a class. Yeah, I would say you're fucking 12. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was doing great. He was so friendly, but like he really yeah. looked surprised. And then everyone like in the class was like, because like we, I have like a rule of like yeah. no profanity in like in the music and like if you curse a little bit I'm not gonna get mad but like probably Mm -hmm. don't and then you know like my the class was filled with my team too and everyone's like girlfriend are you okay today (laughs) like no (laughs) it's been a hard year Ashley you're okay (laughs) Ashley if that's the least if that's the biggest problem you're doing great well with with the teaching studio yeah yeah um yeah oh my god 
<laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you're fostering a very, very warm, cultivating and welcoming space that they know that it's not, you know, oh, malicious. Because like, yeah. if you come to my class, you know, I'm even like with my hand tattoos, I'm getting the rights and lefts wrong. I'm going to like, forget what's going on. Like everyone's laugh. Like my classes yeah. are like very like non-serious, like right yeah. now. Um, so like, it was funny, but like, it was just like such a non- me moment but like it just makes a laugh <laughs> of like I'm like oh I lost it and then I mean there's another story where like I started screaming at construction people like you know like 10 minutes before my class um and then like everyone saw me screaming at construction people and I had to like awkwardly walk in and be like you, then you walk in you're like namaste everyone like, I, was a little more, I was a little more feisty because like there was construction next door and like they like um, I guess like our ceiling wasn't sealed. So all the construction dust went into our studio. Um, and I have a lung disease. So I was like, you guys have to stop. And like, they didn't stop. And yeah, the devil came out of me that day. Oh, um, gotta let it out. I did. And then I like sequenced the class. I want to like, see the, I want to see the devil come like, out of you. Yeah. Oh, I want to see the devil come out of you. <laughs> She's there. Like she can't. That's out. what I'm interested in. That's what I'm interested in. <laughs> you can ask the team they all saw and they're like are you okay (laughs) that was not funny but like no i i think i think it's funny funny. when we surprise ourselves yeah Yeah. i was like wow i was radically human right there i was like i was a very (laughs) wounded individual (laughs) i literally you're making me think of so many more i could keep going but i know that i have to save them for like the next episodes or i'm gonna run (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right out of yeah, we're, our, our biggest fear is running out of funny stories um okay. i think because we're having so much fun with you let's play a quick game of cancel explore commit because we haven't done this in a while or this might even be the first one of this year the teacher who's a no-show oh. the teacher who subs out 50 percent of their classes or the teacher that continuously that like every quarter asks for a raise. <laughs> I would keep that person. <laughs> I mean, I gotta be real. I would keep that person. Um, okay, so I'm gonna keep the one who asked for a raise because that means they're probably coming to class. They're liking it. Like stuff is happening. Um, yeah. This is hard because like it. I am such okay. So like, what happened behind the no show? Like, there's got to be, like, a little nuance here. Um, We're going to say that they've done it twice. Oh, so it's not like they do yeah. it all the time, but they've done it twice. Um, one time, there's a little grace period. Okay, okay, so we've got the commit, right? That one's the keep. Yeah. So commit, we're going to keep ask for a raise. Yeah. I guess commit. explore would be 50% of the class person because perhaps there could be some coaching involved to get them – We'll give them, we'll put them on like a probation period for three months. We'll see what happens. And then the cancel, no show. You gotta go. Yeah. Get out. Okay. That'll be so much. <laughs> I I would agree with you. And I'm not I a agree. student, a studio owner. I'm going to come to Tucson. I'm going to get hired. And I'm, I'm the first one, the first class I teach for you, I'm going to show up late. The second time, I'm not going to show it all. And then third time, I'm just going to be like swearing at everyone. Swear to God. Or, but can like, we also just say like your yoga teacher done doing yeah. those? Oh, no. <laughs> I was taking a nap. Wait, wait, wait. One, one last question. How often do you think is appropriate for a teacher to ask for a raise? I, I think 
I'm horrible. Yeah. Once a year would be great. Like once a year. Um, yeah. But like, if you're constantly asking for a raise, kind of annoying. Um, ex- ex- yeah. Especially like when I'm like transparent, I'm like, well, I haven't yeah, paid yeah. for two years, like at all. Um, so your yeah. pay has been like the focus here. Um, yeah. It's, hard. it's also hard to like tell people no when I want to be like, like Oprah and be like, you get a raise and you get a raise and you get a raise. So like, it's like, <laughs> I know. Every, it's like equal for everyone and it's like raise everybody up, um, which we have done, uh, I think three times since we opened. Um, so it's so hard for me. Yeah. I'm telling you, like my focus is paying teachers. I'm like, that's all I, it's all I care about. Teachers are my priority. Like I love them so much. Yeah. We have a hard job. Um, yeah. so when someone asks and for a that- raise and I'm like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> one day I've always wanted to ask a business owner that. So thank you. Um, thank you for being here. Yeah. Can you let people know how to find you and follow you? And if you have anything coming up? Yeah. Um, you can follow me on my personal page warning. I do mostly share animal videos, so it's not very yoga y. Um, it's actually, but it's great. No, it's little, you, you post like it. the best animal memes, just by, or like uh, reels. Great. Or whatever okay, are. thank you. So yeah. it's my first name, um, Ashley period McDougal um, is my, uh, my username, I guess. And then you can also follow um, my studio at yogalaptuson.com. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Ashley. We'll see you soon. We'll be back and rate, review, subscribe. We love you. (laughs) Rate, review, subscribe. We love you. (laughs) I had to sneak that in.